First, I was, I was praying this morning. I came in and I started praying, and um, my leg was really like bothering me only in the section over there where Scott and Tony are at. And I was like, man, that's really weird. And so I just felt like God was going to take you guys deeper and stronger and taking you, building a pillar, and like allowing you to just walk on solid ground. I don't know what's going on or anything like that, but I just really felt like the Lord just saying, I'm strengthening what God's doing in your life. Um, and it was weird because it was only right there. And so I just felt like and it was just bizarre. So I just figured I would pray about it, and that's what I felt like the Lord said. And so... Um, and, um, and, and then as we were worshiping this morning, I just saw, like, the color purple. And I just felt like the Lord just saying that we're in royalty. We're in his presence of the Lord. Um, just felt like we got to this place of, of just a, a standing in the, in, the, in the presence of God and, and in the throne room of him. And so I just felt like God just stirring the waters this morning and what he wants to do this morning. And so my, my sermon is, um, felt like um, he wanted me to talk about the three mountains. And this story goes back, um, back about 10, 12, actually 2002 is when it is. Um, and um, it was my first year of master's commission. And we were driving from Spokane, Washington. We were driving down to, excuse me, Bend, Bend Oregon. And I don't know if you've ever been through that area um, the Columbian River Basin, and then up through, up to Bend. And um, it was my first time ever being out west, out that far, you know, and where, where I grew up in Michigan, it's pretty flat, sort of like south of town here, it's pretty flat. Um, we have a little bit more trees, had a little more trees in Michigan um, where I'm at, but it's flat. And so going out there, I was like, there, I was excited. It was our first trip that we were going on. I'm thinking, oh man, it's going to be awesome, get to see mountains, because I love mountains and I love snow. Sorry, Nye. Um, but, but it's just something that I, I really was like, man. And so the Lord just, just spoke to me through that. And the Lord speaks to me a lot of times through nature. Um, and, and just through the things that, because I love being outside. I love doing things outside. I love to hunt. And, um, and so I just, uh, the Lord a lot of times just speaks to me that way. So anyways, as I was driving, we were driving through there. I looked out, and, and you can, I think you show the next the slide there. Um, there was this, basically like this, and I looked at it, I'm like, that's pretty ugly, in my opinion. There's not much there. There's, uh, it's pretty, I mean, there's some hills, it's hills, so it was more than what I was used to, but there was absolutely no trees. And that's the Columbia River there, and, and um, that's really close to, um, now I forget the name of the town. But anyways, um, so I looked down, I'm like, man, that's, that's sort of just... I'm looking forward to this. I'm like, my whole trip, I'm, I got this. This is, wow, this is gross. Um, and so I'm like, man, I'm hoping it gets a little bit better. So on the next, the next one was as we were driving into Bend, and it's hard to see but, um, because it's the panographic vi- um, visual, but you have um, the Jefferson Mountain, which would be over here, all the way over to like Broken Top and the, the Twin Sisters, and the three-finger jack. And so these were all mountains that stuck up all above everything else. And the next one, please. And so this is the three sisters. So to give you a little bit more visual of a picture, and I, at that moment, was just like, God's speaking my language now. This is really cool. Because not being used to it, but seeing just the beautiness of the, the mountains that stuck up above everything else. And um, the Lord started speaking to me through this, and he says, 
so what type of mountain do you want to be? And I was like, well, not, not really sure, Lord. What do you mean by that? And so he brought me back to that first picture where it was just a mountain that was sort of blah. There wasn't too much to it. Then there's the next phase of a mountains that had a little bit of sprinkling on it of snow and dust, you know, dusting. And then you've got this mountain that sticks above everything else that's dumped with snow that is beautiful because it's got a lot of snow on it. But not because of that, because when you look at that mountain, you think, oh, majestic. You just stand in awe of the beauty that God created. And you can't help but think, man, that's just, it's amazing, amazing, amazing thing. And so the Lord said, you know, which one do you want to be? And of course, I was like, man, I want to, I want to be that big one that sticks up above everything else. That one that, that looks awesome. And uh, I felt like the, just the Lord was saying, um, do you know what it takes to be that mountain? Do you know what it takes to be a mountain that sticks above everything else? And I was like, yeah, 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 you know, just in my own mind. Yeah, that's cool. Lord, I mean, I, I know what it takes. And he said, well, which one do you want to be? And I said, that big one. And he said, all right, then let's go on this ride together. And of course, at that moment, I didn't know what I got into, and, and I still don't know what I'm getting into, but I felt like that was when God said, it's time to do ministry, to set my life apart from everything else. Because that mountain gives up a lot. There's no trees up there. Not very many people get that high. Very rarely. If you look at the spectrum of, of everybody, it takes a lot to get to that place. And man, I want to I wanna get to that place. So the first mountain represented to me is what the Lord was saying is, is a Christian that blends in to their surroundings. One that, you know, has got their ticket to heaven, and that's what it's all about for them. And I'm like, Lord, I don't want to be like that. I just, I just don't want my ticket to heaven. I want the fullness of your glory. And, and I felt like the Lord was just saying, then there's more to it. Because for me, I was, at that time in life, I was definitely not that mountain. I was a second phase mountain. Where I was a mountain in which that second mountain, the Lord said to me, it was... Um, it was a mountain that was a Sunday, Sunday Christian that lived their lives on Sunday, but when they left Sunday church, they changed their life to a totally different life. And that's the way I lived my life before going to Masters. I lived my life that I was like, yeah, I love Jesus, but my walk didn't line up with what I was saying. Because outside of church on Sunday, you couldn't really tell. I was a, before, when I was in high school and college, I was a, a cussing sailor, if you want to say that. I, I guess I wasn't educated enough to use proper words, so I just used those words, you know. <laughs> but I'm just like, ah, I don't really care. 
And the Lord's like, well, you got to give that up. I'm like, all right. And so I looked at a statistic, talking about the first two mounds, I looked at a statistic this week, and it says, um, in our society, 70%, this was in 2014, 70% of the U.S. population calls themselves um, Christians. It's down from 2007, which at that point was 78%. So it's dropped 8% since in seven years. Why do you think this drop is happening? I think it's probably because, one, we forget that we need to be in love with our Savior. That it's just not a ticket to heaven. It's just not a, not a, not a time that we say, okay, God, I'm going to give you Sunday because Sunday's the only day that I have for you. But we forget the worshiping God and the authentic, authenticness of worshiping him at all the time. In the mornings, you know, I've been, I've been um, I, I told Matt this morning, sorry, Matt, I haven't been coming and working out with you. I've been getting up early and running instead of lifting weights. Um, and I told him because I was excited, but um, because I feel like God's doing something in my life right now, and I feel like God is, is stretching me and making me do things that are out of my comfort zone a little bit and bringing me back to that place where God has called me to be. And in, um, so going back to that th- the, those two mountains, the first two, I think people are itching their ear a little too much these days, which is found in 2 Timothy 4, 3. It says, for there's a time coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears that they will accumulate for themselves teaching to suit their own passions. And I feel like going back to that, what I said before, is we forget what it means to be in love with our Savior. Because we would rather pursue our own passions. We'd rather itch our own ear than really seek after what the Lord has in store for us. See, the thing is, is in 2 Corinthians, or excuse me, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, All scriptures God breathed and profitable for teaching and reproofing, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the name of God may be completely and equipped for every good work. Every good work. So all the scripture, all the scripture was spoken from the Lord. So we can't just take little bits and pieces of it and make it what we want it to be. There's been times where I've been in Jonathan with Jonathan, and Jonathan will quote me a scripture verse, and I'm like, thanks, dude. Thanks. I'm like, you jerk. Why'd you have to say it that way? But it was him being taught using from the Lord saying, what about this? Have you, have you looked at it this way, Bo? And, um, and so it's that all Scripture can be used. And that I don't know if you want to say that at that moment it was correcting or it was training, but there's things that we can use as iron sharpens iron, so shall we sharpen one another. 
And I've allowed Jonathan to be able to speak into my life that way. And there's, there's several of you that I've gotten to know that have spoken truth into my life. And I'm, I'm okay with that because I, I want to be the mountain that sticks out above everything else. That's my heart's desire. So let me talk about the second, the second mountain for a little bit um, because I'm going to skip over the first one because I'm skipping that one. The, the second mountain had, like I said, had a little bit of snow there was these lives, um, they lived for the Lord Sunday and Sunday, but they weren't necessarily sold out for them. So in Revelations 3, 15, 15 and 16, 15 says, Know your works, you're either not nor hot nor cold, or hot, nor, neither cold nor hot, excuse me, would that you would either cold nor hot, so because of your lukewarmness and either... And neither, hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. When I look at that verse, I felt like the Lord was saying that, it says it right there very clearly, that he's going to spit you out. How many of you like vomit? I don't. And um, just a side note, I don't have a uvula anymore. So if you don't know what that is, the little dangly thing in the back, I really hate vomit now. Um, and I'll leave it at that. But the thing is, is that um, I just, I can't stand it. And so the Lord is saying in this moment, like, I, I don't like it. So how much more does the Lord doesn't like it? Because he doesn't want you hot nor cold. See, the thing is, is this, um, you can't have one foot serving the world and one foot serving God. Because that means you have one foot on one side of the fence and one foot on the other side of the fence. Right? So I have a picture of a white picket fence. So you have one side on one side and the other foot on the other side. And you're walking down that picket, white picket fence. And normally, picket fences and white, well, white, that white one, but normally picket fence, what, is about this tall? My belly button range. So what is that doing? As I'm running down this white picket fence, what is that doing? Not good things. You're right. It's taken away from the, the, the area that does reproduction. And what I mean by this is this is that when we have one foot in the world and we have one foot trying to serve God, it's taken away from the reproduction of producing God-authentic disciples. We are destroying the very thing that God created us to reproduce and how to reproduce because we're choosing to have one foot in one side of the world and one foot on the other side. We can't do that. We have to learn and strive to have an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. Because it's destroying us. It's destroying us as a nation, as a churches. It's destroying us across America. We have to choose to serve God full heartedly. Because God wants us to be like that third mountain. But it's really tough to go up that mountain because when we start getting there, there's some bigger valleys. And who knows, I don't like to walk up and down valleys. It just gets really tiring. 
But the thing is, is in those valley moments, our greatness. We have to go through those valleys to get to that top. You know, some of the richest soil on the mountain is in that valley. It's not on the crust of the mountain because all the, all the nutrients flows downward to that valley. Do you know what else is found there in that valley? I watch, I watch Gold Rush. So I know that a lot of times in, you know, your rivers and streams, that's where the gold is. That's where the nuggets are. That's where God teaches you the most. So in those valley moments, God is teaching you great things. Great things. Because if you didn't have those moments, you would just walk straight up. And what would be the point of being that big, huge, gorgeous, beautiful mountain? The valleys make us stronger. They make us better. They take us to a place that a lot of people dare not to go. But Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. See, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. So in that valley moment, God knows the plans he has for you. He knows that there is gold in that valley. There is rich soil in that valley. There is greatness in that valley. But first, we have to do something. Can you roll the clip, the video, please?
shop. It's a five-story drop. But somewhere down below, their mom is urging them to leave the only home they know, so they can live the life they were born for. And that persuades them to do something that seems a little crazy. We need to trust God and let him take us to that place that we leave the comfortness of our life. Just like that duck jumped out of the nest at 50 feet up because he knew that his mom was calling him. And the Lord is calling, saying, come up here to me. I want to make you like that mountain. I want to make you like that third mountain that goes above everything else that's high above everything else because you were destined for greatness. You were destined to change lives around you. You were destined to be a life changer. See, it says in 1 Corinthians 2.9, this is, but as it's written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no, mind, no heart of man can imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. Your mind, your ear and your eyes have not even heard what God has in store for you. I don't care if you are, you know, 10, 15 years old or 100 years old. God still got something for you. There's still great things in store for you. I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you come up, that'd be awesome. We have destiny written all over us. See, the thing is, is when God becomes first in our lives, things start to change. When God becomes first in our lives, awesome things start to happen. i share a little story about Linda and I a couple years ago, not a couple, it's been quite a while ago. I said, you know, Linda, we're sitting on the couch in our, in our very first home together. And I said, hey, babe. I looked at her and I said, I just want to let you know that you're not number one in my life. She's like, what? Seriously, what? I'm like, you're number two. And she's like, what, what do you mean by that? I said, well, I have to have God number one and you have to be number two. Because if I don't have God number one in my life, I can't, I can't provide for you. If I don't have God number one in my life, I can't do the things that God's called me to do. And my heart has to be completely in love with my Savior, my God. 
because I so desperately want my heart to break for what breaks God's heart. A couple weeks ago, I was talking to Jen. She said, that's just been my heart's prayer, and this is what happened. And I said, I'm going to be bold enough to start praying it. So I'm walking down, and I start crying for no reason. I'm already like a, a teary guy anyways. My eyes like to sweat sometimes. But for some reason, it's been like out of nowhere, I just start crying. A few weeks ago, Super Tuesday, I just, I came in, I was talking to Kelly and, 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 um, and Jonathan, and I just felt this heaviness because I feel like God's heart is breaking for our country. to have God in my life. I have to. And he has to be number one. And the thing is, is, is I'm here right now and God is in the back of that room. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back there. I don't care if Matt came over here and said, no, you're not. I'm going to say, yes, I am. Because I so desperately want God so there's pews in my way or chairs in my way. I don't care. I'm going after God. I'm going to say, God, I want you. I long for you. Because there's obstacles that come in my way. And I have to, have to, have to get to the very presence of God. Because I long to have that relationship with him. I long to have that desire for him. Because in his presence, in his presence is where I long to be. See, I want to be like Enoch, where I walk with God until I am no more. Wouldn't that be cool that all of a sudden I'm walking and then, where'd Bo go? I don't know. Because my heart's desire, my longing is to be with God. And that means to be that third mountain, I have to give up things. And that's okay. I can give up the comfort of the trees. It might be bitterly cold up there or alone because there's not a lot of mountains that are that huge. A lot of it is flat, the flyover land, the flyover country, you know, as the country song goes. You know, these are the flyover states. But the thing is, there's beauty wherever you look. It's because God made it. But there's something about a mountain. When you look at it, unless you're crazy, you've got to look at the mountain and just be like, oh my goodness, God. Wow. I stand in awe, I sit in awe of you. Because there's something about that mountain that I long to be a part of. I don't want to be like that, that first little rinky-dinky mountain that's nothing on there. And I just don't want the, the dusting. But I want the fullness of the Lord. I want the fullness of his glory. I want to be like Adam and Eve in the coolness of the day, Lord God, that I just walk with you.
and I can talk with you. Or I want to be like Elijah that had the, 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 the chariot come down and pick him up and take him off. But if I can't be like Elijah, then I want to be like Elisha that says, I want the double portion. I want the double portion, God. If, you're gonna, if I'm going to stay here, God, then I want all, all of it. Every bit of it, God. Because I want, I want my heart to break for what breaks yours. I want my passions and my desires to line up with what you're calling me to do. And it's okay if people think I'm crazy. I really don't care. Because I want to please my Creator. I was created to worship Him. I was created to bring Him glory. So I'm going to have you stand. And this morning, I just, I just felt like the Lord was just saying, We're going to sing a song here that says, um, wrap me in your arms. Take me to a place, Lord, to a secret place. And if that's you, where you're just longing for that desire for God to just do more in your life, more in your life, more in your life, because I want to be like that majestic mountain, then I challenge you either to come forward or just let loose, allow the Lord to just minister to you that he can wrap you in his arms and hold you close. And he can take you to that secret place because only he can take you to that secret place. There's nothing, no one, anything at all that can take you to a place than what God can take you to that place. There's something about being in the presence of the Lord that changes us, that allows us to be more like him and less like us. So let's go to that place.